0: Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit This drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 498 for Comics originally releasing March 6th, 2019 before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, we got all kinds of numbers and some feedback from our listeners.
1: Yeah, we're chock full of stuff. Uh, right off the top, we have to give Jason a huge shout out and thanks. Um, for his work at uh Amazing Comic Con Aloha who where he he did um some interviews with a lot of creators and and celebrities that were there um and sent those to us to share with you guys um in the feed uh, we hope you enjoyed some of those um and he sent us a, a little uh, synopsis of his time and says hey a huge shout out amazing Comic-Con Aloha was great. I thank God and my wife for letting me go to this convention and meet my favorite creators. And the George Perez farewell dinner was awesome. It was great hearing stories from him. A big mahalo to Mr. Perez's handler, Shannon, who gave me a a minute out of Mr. Perez's very busy schedule at the convention to do a short and to-the-point interview. And Kyle, I started to lay the groundwork for my next interview when Amazing comes back. To Hawaii in 2020. Cowabunga dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo for letting me contribute. Keep up the great work on doing the podcast. Well we thank you Jason for all your work as our Hawaiian brother and con reporter live on the scene. We appreciate that very much and um, that was a lot of work and uh, good stuff there. Uh, we did get the uh, some feedback from George Perez's website, who contacted us and said, um, "Hey, uh, I, I heard you interviewed George. Would like to listen to that, but I can't find it <laughs> in your episode because it's two hours. It's nearly two hours long because I forgot to put the the uh, time codes in. <laughs> so I told him it was about ten seconds in. So you know, it's right there at the beginning." And uh, he was able to find it, and then they reposted some stuff to their Facebook, uh, which was nice. Very um, cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'll try to remember time codes when we do stuff like that uh, next time. Um, it was on my list, and I just uh, just forgot it. <laughs> um, you know, Kyle, Jason's a, a, a Steeler fan like us, by the way. Oh, wow.
0: I did yeah. not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, is, isn't this the Combine Weekend?
0: Yes, yes, we're getting up on uh yeah, Indianapolis is the now hub of the NFL. Universe. So we have to we have to replace like half of our
1: team. Yes. <laughs> and we have to keep up with uh Michael Lamb's KC Chiefs mm-hmm. out there and the, the team that will not be named uh in Boston area. Go Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see we've got all kinds of stuff Uh, we've we've been mixing it up a little at the last few episodes where we've been instead of doing all feedback and news and notes like at the top we've been kind of sticking it in between uh, like FOC lists and top tens and and sprinkling it throughout Uh, I'm curious if you guys care where how, how the show runs down, if you don't mind it just being like uh foc numbers sneak peek in a row back to back to back, or you would prefer if we broke it up um with with some of the other things that we talk about, if you like the break in, in between, I, I i don't know, part I'm torn. How how do you feel about the show? Which way which way do you like the way it's organized?
0: Yeah, I understand the uh, FOC and then and then uh, doing the FOC and then the sneak right beside each other gets a little confusing because you're talking about two completely separate weeks of things. So I kind of like a little bit of a break in between those to kind of differentiate yeah. it.
1: That's kind of that's kind of what we were thinking. Um, and I assume that's that's kind of uh, that that's helpful to listeners as well, but. You know, if it's not something you care about, um, we'd like to hear that too. You know, that that's awesome. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do, do you want to do FOC first, or do you want to talk about those January numbers that I prognosticated one hundred percent correctly?
0: Oh, you were not one hundred percent correctly. Um, Let's no. jump into those numbers because now we're arguing <laughs> already about it. <them. laughs>
1: okay, so we look at these numbers, and I said four, the top four would be over one hundred thousand, and you said three. So, I was oh right. yeah, so I was yeah, right. now, as far as <laughs> uh let's see we said how many would uh, what would the sales for Batman who laughs be mhm, um, and I, and I said over and I said, under and I was yeah. way closer, yeah, so maybe I wasn't a hundred percent correct, <laughs> but i I felt good about the i felt good about getting Conan over um a hundred thousand by nine hundred uh, yeah, minutes. you
0: got that one over by one midtown comics. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Um,
1: and something else I was going to do uh, before we got on the on the show, I was going to go and just like sort it by DC, mm-hmm. and just kind of see like like where where is like their top twenty-five ongoing titles in. So what, what like if they were going to like slice it off and stop printing. Where would it be? But I didn't get that
0: counted. Well, you can do that right there. If you look at the blue tab at the top, there it's it, sortable.
1: It, well, yeah, but then, but then when you when you sort it, then you're you're getting like mini series. Oh yeah, and, it's an, it's and you're a, getting the double and triple shipping books. There were three detectives in uh, the month, you know. So how do you kind of? I don't know. I, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't figure it out easily without pulling it into a spreadsheet and. um... I didn't have time to do that. Well, I probably well it
0: looks like it. a majority of the stuff is right beside each other. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, doesn't really seem that difficult at all.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you if you look like I'm just glancing down, and when you look, you know, you get down to Nightwing and Titans and Teen Titans, and you're in the low twenties. Yeah, Deathstroke, Red Hood, you know, barely at twenty thousand. Um, and you get below there, then you got Green Arrow at eighteen thousand. Batman Beyond at 16,000. Um, what else is an ongoing superhero book? That might be the end of it. Uh, so it wasn't really that many.
0: Uh-uh.
1: Um, the that Raven's really,
0: mini, that's leaving.
1: Yeah, Sideways, that's a New Age of Heroes line. Scooby's already ending. Um, the, some of the Jinx World titles are not part of superheroes. So, um, you know, it, like Nightwing's could be like the bottom. Yeah. Titan- if, they, Nightwing if they're and Titans.
0: truly uh, scraping 20 to 30 uh, comics off the top of the pile to make yeah. better stories, we may end up losing the Nightwings and the Red Hoods of the world.
1: But but when you look at this, you know, I don't think they have 20 superhero comics that are ongoing. Uh-huh. You, you know? I, I don't even know if they have 22. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when I'm glancing at this. It's probably right around there, or a little less. So <laughs> they were already there, and we didn't know it. Depending, you know, depending on what your definition of is is. So it's um, yeah. So I, I I don't think it was that big of a declarative statement at all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything on this uh,
0: chart jump out at you? Uh, Heroes in Crisis keeping good numbers. Uh, that d- hasn't really dropped that much. That's uh, held on pretty good.
1: Yeah, and with all the bad backlash, it's still selling really well. And we've heard that it's people are dropping it, but people are still ordering it. I was gonna say it doesn't look uh
0: really like it, which is interesting. Walking Dead one eighty seven.
1: Yeah, that's troubling. Um. 46,000, that's like a 20,000 unit drop. Uh, Yeah, something happened there. Is that the first? That would be the first title that didn't have Think of Its covers, right?
0: Perhaps. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because that was a a January issue. That one came out at the beginning of January. So... um, so, during last year when we were getting the Sinkovich covers, we just didn't num- notice the number of people dropping the title no. until it popped back to single issue, yeah. and now we really get a look at the fact of over the course of 2018, we lost 20,000 readers to Walking Dead.
1: And 20 spots on the chart because it was a top 10 book, mm-hmm. or at least 11, and now it's 30. And Now it's 30, yep. So, um... And then the optimist, the half, the glass half full guy, is telling me that, well, this is what if this is just an aberration, and issue one eighty seven is going to be under ordered, and so I should stock up on these mm, because it'll it'll be a course correction, or, I mean, people have been talking about Walking Dead attrition for a while, yeah, and I and I didn't believe it, didn't want to believe it. Um, so that the fifteenth anniversary propped it propped up the sales for a year, and uh, now the true sales of Walking Dead are, could possibly be mid forties and dropping. Yeah, and dropping even more. And uh, that's that's sad for me, man. That's a, that's really sad.
0: Especially you look at the fact that that's the the top of the image heap is now under fifty k.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and spawns continue to go- rise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I where's the, I'm trying to find the set the next image book, spawns at rank eighty eight at twenty five.
1: Yep, then Oblivion Song at twenty thousand, Criminal at twenty thousand. Um, but that's returnable, so they knock a little bit off for that. Um, die at eighteen thousand, Prodigy at seventeen thousand. I mean, there's lots lots of double digit sale books.
0: And another reason this could be. Sorry, I mean, didn't mean to cut you off. Another nope, reason this fine. could be an aberration is because we saw the sales numbers and the sales percentage for image was abhorrently lower than normal as well. Yeah. So that would lead to an abhorrently low Walking Dead number just this month.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need a couple of months of this to really see if. Was Walking Dead released at the last week of January or something? You know, maybe there's some shenanigans with the numbers that way. Or this is true, and I mean, people have been saying it. Uh, I just chose not to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 that's it's a bummer. It's a bummer if that's the way it. Is.
0: I mean, it's it's the death of one of the best independent comics. Ever. Uh, yeah.
1: ever yeah ever um, art
0: it, it, it got
1: us back into comics correct single-handedly got us back into comics and um, I mean and I don't now know how most people have
0: turned their back on it they turned their back on it
1: ah I I've, I've told people this before and uh, online social media and stuff and'm i like I'll watch Walking Dead and read Walking Dead, and I'll be the last. I'll be the last guy that that stops. Okay. And so, you guys can all jump ship, and I'll turn the lights out.
0: <laughs> Drew, when you when you leave Alexandria, close the gates for us.
1: <laughs> I'll be the last one, man. I will hold on till the very, very <laughs> end, for sure. Hmm.
0: I'm
1: looking down here at some other things of note
0: so we got how many Man Without Fear uh 55 yeah I'm trying to find the first one Man Without Fear ranks 62 so 33,000 on number 1 and then we're down to 28,000 on number 2 27 on number 3 and just under 27 on 4 and 5
1: hmm
0: okay all oh, with that 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 uh, consecutive week release on that yeah
1: uh, stabity ever after uh, from Scout comics uh, didn't didn't do much 3700 mm. um, I, I think it's a good number for collectibility standpoint though yeah yeah um since we think it's going away.
0: Oliver, number one from Image, only 13,000.
1: You thought that would be a bigger splash, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I did. I thought with Gary Witter writing it um, that it would draw a few more people out, but it has not.
1: Uh, no aftershock number ones, so really their "Walk Through Hell" is really the only thing that's sold sold, sold over five thousand copies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some books I'm really enjoying from them: "Moth and Whisper," "Patience," "Conviction," "Revenge," which I think is really good. Um, it, those are selling up barely a thousand c- copies, and I, that, that's. That's like uh, one every third store. It's not as not great.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, traditionally January is down, but this seems uh a little more down.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they said it was it was up because of that all that stuff from December getting pushed into January.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But you're right. Um February should be a bloodbath.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, it's true. <laughs>
1: Um, Ahoy Comics launch uh, their stuff is cooling off pretty soundly as well and my favorite of the bunch High Heaven is the weakest seller so really I think the lesson here it's still selling like a thousand copies is uh, stuff I like does not sell to anyone else (laughs) I mean Alterna is outselling Ahoy Pretty soundly. Mm-hmm. Amigos, the blackening. I'm assuming that's is that reorder. Or is that their initial sales of 955? Because that's cash money right there. Yeah, at 955. Yeah, it looks like we got some reprint on rags from Antarctic and Punchline.
0: Die 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 at ten thousand. It's a better book than that, I hear.
1: Yeah, but you, the, you know, it's it's a challenge to get it. Yep. It's a challenge for a lot of stores to even order it. I'm surprised it sells that that mm-hmm. well, really.
0: Oh wow, that White Widow book from uh, White Giant. What is it? Is that what it's from from uh, Red Giant? Yeah. At seven thousand four seventy seven, that was doing pretty good on the secondary market.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of my previous spec picks of the month, Appalachian Apocalypse from uh, Mad Cave Pictures. What was it? it was cave Pictures. I don't know. Uh, it sold seventeen hundred and fifty
0: seven copies that's a small that's, that's mm-hmm. not big not big
1: so it needs it needs a heck of a lot of word of mouth to get yeah. some get some uh, interest
0: get a few you got a few people getting you got somebody getting 10 bucks for that number one online yeah most people getting four plus ship yeah not hard
1: yeah mm-hmm. Not great. <laughs> That's pretty much all that really stuck, stuck out to me. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Let's see. Wolf Warner says, hey, thanks for the shout out on the podcast. For the record, while I do frequent Midtown Comics, my main LCS is Anyone Comics in Brooklyn. That's where most of the goodness comes from. It's ah, the best. Very nice. It's the best local shop in NYC. Which is cool. Sorry about that. I just assumed cuz you were in Midtown that that was your LCS, but Now we know. Now we know. New York's kind of a big city. Got more than one comic shop. <laughs>
0: Wolf's got enough things that he's getting that he needs more than one LCS. That's true. <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's see. Tyler Lewis writes in and says this about TV and comics. Hey, you guys. I just finished watching The Umbrella Academy on Netflix, and wow. I thought it was really well done. And as soon as I blew through the whole season, I went looking for the back issues. And to no surprise, they had shot way up in price. (laughs) What do you guys think is the long-term payoff for these comics that appear on TV? P.S. You guys should listen to the Wolverine: The Long Night podcast. It is way better than the comic. Keep on trucking. Okay. Um, yeah, Academy Umbrella Academy came out a while ago, right? On yes. as a comic, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it I thought it was t- kind of tough to find back then. There was you know there was enough demand because of the Gerard Wake connection, and and then when uh, that relaunch of um, um, Doom Patrol and all that other stuff that he was doing for DC and that ill-fated line got, got interest in Umbrella Academy again. Then, and then now that the show is out and it does look good, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Have you watched any? No, I haven't. Yeah, those are going to be tough. I think uh, we'll we'll get to a um, a list a little later on in the show, um, and and we'll give you some of those numbers on on what Umbrella Academy is going for right now. But it's uh it's doing well.
0: Yeah, Umbrella uh, Academy, Dark Horse, two thousand eight, maybe. Yeah, to find that
1: out. maybe so. Uh, Matt wants to know our most expensive comics. Uh, have we answered this
0: before? I think we have.
1: Um, well, hope, well hopefully we're answering it the same way. Uh, let's see now. It, it, if I say what my most expensive comic that I have right now, or that I've ever had those are two different answers because most of mine are... Most of mine are gone. Uh-huh. Um, so, it, the most expensive comic I have right now... Hmm. Uh, could be some of my Moon Knight stuff. Uh, 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 some of my Sign Comics, maybe. Uh, I, don't, I don't... I probably don't have anything over a hundred bucks left that hasn't been sold. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Um, and my most expensive comic ever would be my first appearance of uh, Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night 32. Um, and I guess I have 33. I, have a, I still have a second appearance left. So it's uh, the first appearance I, I have sold. And um, so it's gone. But if the second appearance is trending over 100 bucks, then uh, that would probably be my most most expensive one left.
0: Uh, so if I go on Comic Book Realm and I, I go into my collection that I have logged and I click my most valuable tab yeah, um, my number one book is I have the signed copy of Saga number one. Ah, yes. Which has a book value of $190. You're not getting that for it but that's what it's quote unquote booking at. Um, second one I have two, I actually have two copies of New Teen Titans issue two. That's your Deathstroke first appearance and everything, um, on that. So those are booked at one fifty-five. Again, you're not getting that, but that's quote unquote book. That's Andy's overstreet price on those. And then uh, I have the, uh, again, this, the next couple books that I have that are higher end that I have logged. There's still a bunch of stuff that's not logged, but this is what it's showing now. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man issue four B which is the uh, variant of that first appearance of Silk. Oh, as yeah. a high base value. And then Walking Dead, issue 150, the one per store black and white sketch variant.
1: Oh, yeah. Where did you get that? LCS. Nice. That was a score. Yeah. Well, those are some good... Why do you holding on to those? You need to dump that stuff. I do, I do, I do. At least one of the... Uh... Deathstroke first appearances, right? Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. waiting for a movie?
0: No, no, no. no? I'm just just sitting on them. Just for sit no on. real reason. And then uh, the from that same Teen Titans, uh, run I have issue duels of issue one as well. So I got a few different things from in mm-hmm. there.
1: Jeff says I hear you mention Superior Foes and the Doc Ock Superior Spidey run all the time as great. Yes. Are there other series about villains that you recommend? And why aren't there more comics starring
0: villains? We don't know the answer to that. Another thing that we point out a lot of time is there was a Magneto run a couple three years ago from Marvel that was super good. It started off super dark. started off a great, 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 great Magneto run. And it's also a lesson in stupid event titles via Marvel. (laughs) Derailed it. Derailed it because it had to keep... Moving in and out of the axes of the world and the original sins of the world. And they killed a book that was super good and finding all kinds of footing. Because for four issues it had to jump into an event. And then jump out of an event that that character probably shouldn't have been in. And we didn't get to follow its narrative to its real conclusion. That's great. We also really liked a lot of what DC did during its Lenticular Villains Month. You yeah, got, that's true. You yeah. got a dark Harley Quinn. You got some dark versions of a lot of other uh, of other characters. A darkness that they haven't gone to with a lot of things. I mean, for crying out loud, in the Harley Quinn book, she murdered a bunch of children. Yes, and that's the Harley I actually give a crap about.
1: Yeah, is that when she she uh, rigged all the game devices? Yeah, all the to little blow?
0: Game Boys to explode on Christmas or whatever and kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But there they were, totally
1: like retconned that, too, like that never happened. Yeah,
0: exactly. But there were probably a dozen really, really good um, villain titles in, in that given lenticular month. There were one-shots, but they were super good. But like I said, the one that sticks out the most to me is that Magneto run that I really liked.
1: And I guess the reason they there aren't more comics uh, starring villains is because maybe they don't sell. I mean, they sold yeah. to us, but that doesn't. I, Superior Foes was r- always a really low-selling comic. It was like ten, twelve thousand a month, and that was when Marvel was cutting things. anytime time it, it hit twenty, yeah, thousand. So um, now Superior Spider-Man was doing really well, but it was the only Spider-Man book, so they really had no choice. Yeah, you had to buy it. Um, now that now that there's an amazing Spider-Man along with. Uh, the mm-hmm. Superior Spider-Man. Um, I'm curious to see how those sales go. Uh, it it will be a fraction of of the main title, so I'm guessing sales mostly. There are, there's a large percentage of um, older comics readers who like their superheroes to be superheroes, and they don't like anything else. So if they they're not going to sell to the core audience and you know basically the, the core audience is really who they got to cater
0: to another thing that drew forgot what, drew, did you have any that you were going to mention
1: you 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 picked some great ones well the uh, other
0: one that i know drew would talk about is uh thanos oh yeah yeah that was great both was the great. thanos books and that one one shot uh, annual about him just torturing that one guy throughout his entire life
1: that was great. That was a great issue,
0: and also we derived a lot of joy from the uh, the Laura, F- Laura Freeze short lived comic book for a little while a few yep. years ago.
1: That was a solid read. Mm-hmm. That definitely was. Yeah. So uh, I agree. I I'd like I'd like more of them, but I guess there's been a couple. Yeah. So
0: so so there you go. Um, You want to shoot over to the uh, FOC? Sure thing. Of course, FOC is the final order cutoff, your final ability to order books that you missed during previews, uh, usually books that are about four to six weeks out. Um, Sometimes you get some final artwork. Sometimes you get some FOC-exclusive items. Of course, these are curated for us through Cowabunga Comics, and we have the ability to double up and add a few extra things to our order or perhaps pull a few things off. So we like to highlight things on this, go back over them, look at things we missed or things that we've... uh, Started to like over the last couple of months and want to do a little continuing on. Um, what Eric's featuring in this FOC is the things that he's seen some movement on. We've got Batgirl 33 with the Yasmin Putri cover B. Nice. We have Wonder Woman 67 with the Esteban Maroto cover. Very nice. Very good, but we've gotten so many really good Wonder Woman B covers that I'm jaded. Yes. Uh, we have War of the Realms number one, of course, of the six-issue mini that that is uh, the one in ten Delato variant. A really nice-looking uh, Thor on the cover of that, of course. War of the Realms being mostly an Asgardian thing that makes sense. And Stiletto number one from Lion Lion Forge with by Paul Schmidt. Doing oh, that one—that's well, pretty nice. But, Drew, if you want to, let's uh, crawl a little bit more through the FOC and see what Dark Horse has to offer.
1: Uh, During the pre-order cycle, I missed this uh, Bad Luck Chuck. It's written by Leela Gwynn with art by Kelly Fitzpatrick. Um, And it's about someone who will need, says she'll need more than a rabbit's foot to get through this. Cursed at birth, Charlene Chuck Manchester hires out her own Bad Luck Providing disaster or someone else can profit. She can get you that insurance payout fortune for a price. But bad luck doesn't always go as planned, as bad luck never does. (laughs) And when uh, Chuck gets stuck between a dissatisfied crime boss client, a cult leader, and a dogged insurance fraud investigator, things get explosive. Everything that could go wrong does, and only about half of it by accident.
0: So we have a reverse domino.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we do. It sounds cool to me. Um, I missed this pitch. I I must have skipped over Dark Horse or something during pre-order cycle. So thankfully, um, I have the FOC to save me. Uh, And you want to guess how many times we've used the FOC to reduce our orders? Uh, That's going to be zero, maybe one that's gonna be zero okay <laughs> never never we've always added yes, <laughs> So, absolutely. yeah here's another week where we're adding again do we know Leela Gwen from anything I it didn't look familiar to me and they didn't they didn't um, put anything in the solicit to tell us what else she's done gotcha but that was it uh, from dark Horse
0: yeah that's all I got from there as well. Hmm. Of course, Umbrella Academy's Hotel and Oblivion spinoff is on issue six. Um, if you're liking that, jump on the current title and see if there's anything there. And on to DC.
1: Oh, that uh, Action 1009, just the A cover alone by Steve Epting is just a thing of beauty. I really like it. I haven't seen Steve Epting in a while do a cover like that, so I really I was I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: the B is uh, by TBD, but we have a cover, so I don't know if we don't know who that person is or they just put a co- cover placeholder in. Uh, I'm not sure about that.
0: There you go. Dial H is back.
1: Yeah! Sam freeze oh, the-
0: and Joe...
1: Quinones. Quinones, yeah. um, This is the last of the um, Wonderline releases, I think, that uh, Bendis has launched. and um, uh, I've read the other three, and I've liked all three of them. So I'm curious about this. Uh, We had a Dial H before, Mm -hmm. and it didn't click with me much, but um, we'll see if this interpretation is a little better.
0: Sure, this is the point of the podcast where I ask you for a scoop. Oh no, that's Scooby-Doo team up. I am sorry, that's not Scooby Apocalypse. Never mind. We'll have to wait on that. Yes, yes.
1: You don't, you won't have that uh, book to kick around for much longer. <laughs>
0: Nice little Joshua Middleton cover B on Martian Manhunter number four. One of the better of the Martian Manhunter covers. We've had some off-the-wall ones, that's for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, that is pretty nice.
0: I really like that one. All right, anything else in DC, sir? No. Let's see, we got IDW. Glow! Wow have so you watched this Netflix series that I have not watched oh <laughs> uh, it, it was good I watched both seasons hmm looks a little more all agey than the sh- the uh, Netflix version
1: yeah yeah they do did ITw do the um stranger things as well.
0: that sounds right
1: yeah
0: Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons Director's Cut number one I really like the cover of that that looks like an old uh, Dungeon Master's Guide from back in the day
1: excellent or players players manual
0: sorry nerd didn't know what that was called
1: could be a Dungeon Master's Guide Uh, it's been a while
0: All right, let's see here. Image Comics. Doesn't look like we get a number one from Image that we need to double up on. Mm-mm. Spawn will continue to be Spawn. Um, Outcast ending at 50, was it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that sounds right.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, a Babs Tar Ice Cream Man cover. Not too shabby. I like that. Cover beyond that.
1: Very cool. a snot girl sighting, issue 13.
0: Oh, jeez. Do we have the beginning of a new arc on that one, I wonder? What, snot girl? Yeah.
1: I'm guessing. Seems like it's been a while, doesn't it?
0: Yes, it does. All right. Anything in Marvel? Hulk Veren's continues on with its second one. Ah.
1: I saw the Sinkevich variant and then I saw the price tag and I said eh hey, ah. pass for Fantastic Four Eight.
0: Marvel Rising number one.
1: That's that kitty one, though, right?
0: Yep. Girl power and all ages. So if you have somebody in your family that would like that.
1: Or you're a kid at heart.
0: Or you're a kid at heart, absolutely.
1: How about War of the Realms?
0: <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this ad nauseum. So, within the month of March, I believe War of the Realms hits, right? Mm-hmm. So, War of the Realms for March, we think there's about ten titles you need to get for for March. And then April, there was, what, 26? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of books associated with this this mini.
1: And if you're going to get it, what cover you're going to get? I mean, are you are you going to get the George Perez uh, cover? Because you know there's probably not going to be a lot of George Perez left if he's retiring.
0: That is, I don't know if that is just Arthur Adams and Matthew Wilson doing George Perez, because that's what it says. Oh. Uh, looks like these are all Arthur Adams oh okay maybe or at least the the three that I've clicked on
1: so why does it say Frank Cho and it's not it's not Frank Cho I don't get it I don't get it is is it just could it be diamond screwed up
0: yes is that possible
1: yes oh I bet you they did. So there's lots of covers by lots of people. And um, holy moly. How many covers
0: do you think there are there? There are a lot.
1: And we got your one in 2,000 or one in 1,000?
0: Oh, jeez, yeah.
1: The Simonson Hidden Gem black and white variant. You think that's a one in 1,000 probably? Yeah,
0: that are a one per store.
1: Wow, that's crazy. There's a ton. There's a ton. You you got to be a super fan uh, to get a lot to be picking a lot of these up.
0: I recommend the J. Scott Campbell. What surprise?
1: (laughs) Is it five bucks?
0: Yeah, six or whatever it is.
1: Oh, it's a six dollar normal comic. Yeah. On sale for four or five? Mm-hmm. Wow. Marvel. Who do you think you are? guess you can get away with it. Why not, right?
0: There you go. But, yeah, um, it could be a really good event, so might as well jump in and check it out. Will you even read the, the six-issue mini? I will eat, read number one and immediately cast judgment on the entire thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's a high probability you won't do any of the tie-ins. Correct. And I think I'm right there with you. I will sample number one, probably not do any of the tie-ins unless some reading it anyway, and I just want to see what's happening. There you Don't want to miss it. Yeah. And that's it for me for Marvel. All right, boom. Uh, let's see. We got Avant Garde's number three. First issue was good. Haven't read it issue two yet, but I uh, really enjoyed the first issue.
0: There you go. Dynamite. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. And here we have some Aftershocks and Archies and the other things in the world. Black Mask with the number one. Lab well, Raider. Oh, go ahead. You know I'm a sucker for Black Mask, number yes, one. Yes,
1: So this is Matt Minor and Crease uh, Lee and this is about a pair of young vil- vigilantes who break into a black market lab where illegal tests are being run on animals what at first seems like a simple rescue mission becomes more dangerous when they stumble on secret military experiments discovering to their horror that the animals they sought to help have been turned into something different something monstrous and once the cages are open the rescuers quickly become the prey of these weaponized beasts this high-octane action comic blends vigilante heroics with sci-fi horror for a brutal new adventure. Now, we've got an Animosity, where the where the animals are kind of taken on. That's uh-huh. Aftershock. That's Aftershock. Yes. So, so I guess this is their version of that. Still cool. Sounds kind of cool.
0: There you go. And then, of course, Stiletto number one.
1: It's a Lion, Lion Forge, Forge book.
0: Yep, six bucks mm-hmm. a piece. Three issue mini series. A out. crime story with a twist.
1: You don't do six dollar
0: books. I do not normally do six dollar books, but we shall see. Yep. That looks. That does look quite good. Anything
1: else on the FOC we should be aware
0: of? I think that's it. I think that's it. Just a few things to be aware of. And if you missed any of your War of the Realms, this is your last chance to get in. if you want to go big on War of the Realms, uh, and you want some of these big high-end 1-in-50s, 1-in-20s, 1-in-100s, um, the best bargain we've actually seen is when we go through Kalabung on that. They always do us pretty right on that. If they're going big, oh, yeah. they'll, cl- they'll they'll catch you in on those kind of things as well.
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, they, they meet you halfway. They don't uh, they don't gouge you like uh, some of the other shops would. Um, we've got uh, a little bit of news and notes here. With Spider-Man and Deadpool team up, the team the team up series comes to an end with its fiftieth issue in May. Mm, I got to sell my one,
0: or I guess um, all of them.
1: You should, uh, yeah. I mean, it, this was a series that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, really really struck a nerve with people sold out went back to print over and over and over again um, and it got to then it got to a cadence where it was the it, depending on who the creator was when it was it, Kelly
0: and uh, yeah the original they were, team man they it were, was great
1: those were good issues and then when they did filler issues they were terrible so you and then it kind of lost its way well, maybe it didn't, but it lost its heat. It wasn't uh, as well. It wasn't as talked about as much, and uh, didn't go back to the to printings as as often anymore, and the sales kind of cooled off. So, yeah. um, but it really had a a fun run. So, um, you you had a bunch of those early issues. Yeah, a, a
0: bunch of those early issues. I, uh, I went back and did several of the extra. They did really good covers. <laughs> when they went back for secondary printings on number one, mm-hmm. and I picked up some of those really cool ones there as well. Um, I also got the really cool da- GameStop variant that I was able to trade points in for when they had oh, yeah. the, the points-based exclusives on those. And I got Ed McGinnis to sign that at C2E2. Oh, you um, have that still? Yeah. And that is a, a really awesome book. I'm very proud of that one. Do you still have your um,
1: Comic Realm up?
0: Uh, yes. What is, what are
1: some of those early ones going on for?
0: Uh, I mean, they, they book for pretty darn good. Let me see if I can find it. Uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they still have 15 bucks on the cover, A, Oh. And, uh. They have 65 on the GameStop variant that I have as far as book no. value. Nice. But, well, you have the sign, though. And then I got a sign.
1: Yep. Might have to bite the bullet and um, you might have to send that and your Saga 1 in and do a signature series CGC on those. There you go. I think it's going to be. That, I mean, that's a big jump in price mm-hmm. with with slabbed. Yeah. What, whether they're. Well, I guess you need. Do you need them to be like 9.6 or 9.4? Nine, four?
0: I mean and yes, I do.
1: <laughs> I mean, do, I mean does the market need that? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the question. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, cuz somebody has the GameStop variant of that Spider-Man Deadpool number 1 signed three times by Stan Lee and Ed McGinnis, and they're trying to get 2 grand out of it. <laughs> uh it's probably the Stanley that's pushing that, but yeah, no doubt. Somebody yeah. just sold that variant in the raw for uh, sixty bucks shipped. Yeah, so, yeah it still has some you, value to it. Yeah, so you're right there. Your comic
1: realms not not off at all. Mm-hmm. Just like Overstreet, they, solid pricing, solid, perpetually solid. Yep. Uh, let's see in Suicide Squad two news. Will Smith exits for James Bad Boys Gunn's three. DC movie, comics movie. That's why it wasn't because of James Gunn. They said it was scheduling conflicts for Bad Boys three. Okay. Well, he was probably the best part
0: of Suicide Squad.
1: Harley Quinn. Besides Harley Quinn. Okay, yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Um, so we'll see what happens
0: with that. I mean, give some other characters time to shine. I think the the thing that was the worst about Suicide Squad is, uh, you thinned out by going so many different places to so many different people. Yeah. Plus, you had to kind of do their origins. Plus, it's difficult to try to get you to root for uh, bad guys. So, I they definitely have a better chance mm-hmm. with the second one not having to do that kind of things. Yep. Yeah. Plus, James Gunn is good at this kind of thing. So, I am hopeful, regardless of Will Smith or not. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad was one we did not
1: mention when we talked about villain books. Yeah. Do you, Do you count that?
0: Yeah. It was was pretty good for a little while. A short, short little while.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. As far as on the Walmart book, uh, DC uh, partnership, uh, we had heard. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah, we heard that they were ending. We heard that um, they were pulling the plug. But Didio has said recently, no, they're successful and Continuing. For those fans of the DC Giants at Walmart, we have to clear up some misinformation making the rounds. want to let you know that these books are doing well. So well, we are looking to expand the number of original pages in each book and include distribution to the direct market. Which will make uh, a lot of retailers happy because that was a major sticking point and upset uh, a lot of retailers so that'll do a little bit to mend some fences between DC and some retailers yeah. maybe too little too late maybe not It's maybe it's a nice olive. yeah because Target
0: was getting in the game with some of them too so yeah not just Walmart anymore so it may also be a situation where you chase the uh, direct market and retail version get that barcoded not barcoded go back to the 80s when you looked for both of those books yes yes I think it would be cool. <laughs> this is just me being dumb. Uh, go different covers on retailer and direct market, and create a bit of a uh, a search and grab form.
1: Yeah, that would that would continue to give uh, Walmart an exclusive something. Mm-hmm. Or I
0: mean, you could look at it as Walmart has the exclusive something, or perhaps the direct market has the exclusive something.
1: True, true. Either way, I think I think you're onto something. I like that. It's a good idea. Mm. Um, we have the top ten best-selling comics for the week of February twenty-eighth. Uh, brought to you by CoverPrice.com. C O V R Price.com. Um, number one is Old Guard. Number one, uh, the Greg Rucka book. Oh wow! It is up two hundred and twenty-eight percent. Uh, sold forty-four this week for. Uh, twelve dollars and forty nine cents raw, or forty one dollars CGC. This has been option for a Netflix
0: series. Hey, hey right. We got some of these. I got around. a ton of these because <laughs> I, 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 I support Rucka because I love Rucka and yep. Rucka was cool to us. So.
1: Yep. Yep. He was very cool. Um, number two is uh, still Avengers six eighty four, the first appearance of the Immortal Hulk. I uh, sold another 69 copies uh, this week, uh, averaging $35. I sold all mine. They're gone. Um, the CGCs are now going for 87 on average. Um, we've got Venom number 9, which is the first appearance of Dylan, Eddie Brock's son. Uh, these are just selling for around double cover, uh, but 50 of them sold this week. Um, and there are no CGCs that sold this week. So Uh. this is a one that's still probably on the shelves. Uh, you can probably go pick it up somewhere. Um, I don't know what they're planning on doing with Dylan, but that was the first appearance. There you go. Uh, number four is the Umbrella Academy, um, free comic book day of edition. Which is the very first appearance of Umbrella Academy. You could have got this for free at your comic book shop. Um, it is selling for nearly $60. Uh, 40 of them have sold. And the CGC version is
0: selling uh, for $150. And see, this is the thing we always talk about. We always go goofball back and forth. And we're like, well, technically the free comic book day is the first appearance and it rarely ever works out and here's a situation we friggin' missed where we were right and we missed it. <laughs> we are we normally right, but, yeah, uh,
1: yeah um, this, is, it, it, this came out in 2007. So, you and I were talking back and forth we're like, well, I wonder how many Umbrella Academies we had. Uh, we were not collecting them. Yeah, that was in our, our dark times. That was in our, we, we went dark for a mm-hmm. while. Um, so, we missed out Unless we've grabbed some in one of our uh, long box dives over the years yeah. and um, just haven't categor- uh, cataloged it properly, which is possible. Um, uh, coming in after the Umbrella Academy uh, is the Incredible Hulk 181. It has the first appearance, a little person I like to call Wolverine. Uh, 17 of those sold this week, uh, averaging $1,100 a piece. With the CGCs averaging 8.0s going for around $3,000. So I don't know
0: why uh, they're moving, but they're moving. I mean, we're, we, we keep hearing banting about, about who is going to play Wolverine in the, in the next iteration in the movies. Yeah. And whatever that kind of thing. And you get names bantied about. Be it the, well, I think the it's Daniel his... Radcliffe's of the world or whatnot. Who knows? Well, I think it's more uh, there's this demand.
1: Yes. there's. I think it's demand because this is a blue chip key issue that will never go down in value, in my opinion.
0: I need to find a site that aggregates the average selling price of this over about a 10-year span in a bar graph. Because it seems like this, Spider-Man 300, and New Mutants 98 have just shot up in the last 10 years.
1: Yeah, yeah, with the... Uh, proliferation of the movies and the popularizing of the characters and more and more people are mm-hmm. trying to get those those keys um i think you're you're darn right uh exactly uh number six is uh the gold foil edition of old guard number one um also selling really well
0: i think i had ruckus sign one of these, not the gold the regular now that i'm looking i have three copies it says in my in my log well,
1: if you have the gold the gold foil selling for 30 bucks raw and a hundred dollars CGC there you go. Immortal Hulk 12 comes in at the seventh slot. This is um, the first full appearance of the one below all uh, 50 sold this week um, around sixteen bucks a piece with the CGCs already back and selling for hundred and twenty six dollars come on that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. So buy them at sixteen dollars <laughs> raw CGC them for another thirty and still triple your money. There you go. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's see Venom number nine the animation variant. Um, that first appearance of Dylan uh, again. First full appearance because he's got a cameo a couple issues before that. Yes, uh, you're right. First full appearance. Uh, Twenty six bucks. With uh, graded going for forty-five, um, we have uh, oh yeah, Venom. They, num- yep,
0: there's the there's the there's the the cameo. Never mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, so number nine is Venom number seven, which is uh, where Dylan appears in a dream. Um, this is a Hulk one eighty, 180, Hulk one eighty-one situation, and this is only selling for five dollars raw and fifty dollars CGC. And then finally, we have the Umbrella Academy Apocalypse Suite Number 1. This is the first edish, first uh, issue of the first um, uh, series, the first volume of Umbrella Academy. And this is selling for uh, $40 raw and $181 CG seed because of that. So, so really... Really new entries here uh, in this and stuff that um, hey head out to your LCS if you got a lunch hour um, see what kind of you know see if they might have old guards still in the on the racks they might still have Umbrella Academy on the racks I doubt it
0: scroll um, down through the tertiary stuff to rank twenty there brother
1: was this like the second. Uh, Top 10 where they don't do the pictorials. Yeah, they're not giving the
0: pictures. They're just giving it clicks. Hitmonkey. Hitmonkey number one. What's that? I don't know. Seems intriguing. And when I click on it, it pulls up. Hitmonkey number one from 2010. The first appearance of Hitmonkey. So I'm guessing something's going on with Hitmonkey. It sounds like, and it's it's a Marvel title. um, But it sounds like these are things you might be able to pick up in a bin if you're looking around sold 20 copies in seven days and i never heard of it yep. and of course Midwest number one still doing good getting you 20 bucks pop that's the cover a eh? yes and man that incredible hulk 377 which is i thought was just the green cover but apparently it's the first appearance of professor hulk moving real good
1: yeah <coughs> It is moving copies. Boy, Immortal Hulk, you could. They're all selling well. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. Yep, yep. There's good stuff there, though. Lots of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um,. I think that's all I had. If you don't have anything, you want to head over to Sneak
0: Peek? Yeah, let's head over to PreviewsWorld.com. Let's click over until we find March the 6th, 2019. I'm going to click the old table view. And, Drew, let's start where we'd love to start. Let's start in Image.
1: Well, we got Delhi Class 37, which, uh, since the show's come out, I... I've been loving the, the the series on sci-fi, and went back to revisit the comic, and have fallen in love with the comic. I'm <laughs> I've finished the first three volumes. So I'm on uh, issue twenty-two, um, and I'm like, what did what was wrong with me back then that I didn't? This series didn't stick with me. It's so good. You were and, reading um, a
0: ton of books at the time. I I was.
1: And I was a crazy sampler. And I was like, ah, it's kind of good. Nah, <laughs> I was wrong. Uh-huh. I was wrong. Should have stuck with it. It was really, it was, at least these first three volumes have been fantastic. So yeah. I've rediscovered Rick, the the joy
0: of Rick Remender's uh, Deadly Class. Uh, Middle West number one, a fourth print. And if you dig into it, it says final printing, which means they are doing this fourth print and they are not doing another one. I love that they are advertising that and saying that. And they have been doing different issues on this. So get this final printing of issue one just because it is the final printing of issue one.
1: Yes. Yeah, see, in *Walking Dead*, we better give them a plug. They need all the help they can get. Yes. Um, for 189, lines are drawn. Chaos has come to the Commonwealth. There you go. There you go. I don't know how you could... How can you put this book down?
0: It's so good. <laughs> and a really cool cover B by Joe Maduera on *Unnatural*. That is also the end of its, ter- the end of its penultimate story arc.
1: Yep, because it's going to be a twelve issue story now instead of ongoing.
0: Mm-hmm. It was that was always a, uh, a twelve issue story. No, you can say I that bet you. All you want, but... uh, well, let's
1: go back to issue one solicit. I bet you it's not doesn't say unnatural number one of twelve.
0: Okay. it does, but that's all right. All right, I'm gonna, go find it. All right. I believe the burden of proof is on you. I, I've already told you the answer to this. <laughs> uh, all right.
1: All right. <laughs> Put a pin in that. I'll come back. We'll get that. I, I, I will I will email you and you'll never read it. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: going to say, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm looking. If you actually drill down and see, uh, like, hey, let's look at all things from this. If you go down, it will show you a link directly to issue number one. And it says one of 12.
1: Well they've they've changed oh, it. Oh is that they what went, happened? Okay. they went back at oh.
0: they went back and they edited gotcha. it. Gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was not pitched as a twelve
1: issue miniseries. It is, I know That's it Why wasn't.
0: I didn't go crazy on that. Mm. Alright. Let's head on down to Dark Horse.
1: Uh, Astro Hustle number one by Jay Nitz. Remember old Jay Nitz? Oh yeah. Um art by Tom Riley. Chin Andalu, the black sheep of a prominent activist family, returns after being accidentally put in Christostasis for 60 years. I hate it when it happens. Uh, Chin, a cosmic criminal, wakes up to find his younger brother, is now the president of the galaxy. Chin does what he knows best. He steals stuff and causes a problem.
0: Oh, yeah. I like it. Looks like there's a bulldog with a blunderbust on the cover, so I'm in. What was the j
1: Nitz Like, it was like an early review that we liked. Uh, j Nitz was doing something. Remember that? Uh, vaguely. It, this would have been like 2011 or 12. Mm-hmm. I can't think back that far. Uh,
0: Dream Thief? Yeah, Dream Thief. That's right. Yep. He did Dream Thief in 2014 that we liked. It was it was 2014. Yes,
1: could have swore it was earlier. Time they do the fly? Yes, indeed. Uh, That's all I had from uh, Image.
0: All right, let's see what we that that was actually Dark Horse. Star Course, yes. Yeah, let's uh, check IDW, but it doesn't look like there's a ton releasing from IDW. Surprise. Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back graphic novel. 900-year-old Jedi Master. All right. What in the world? DC, what do we have here? Oh, my goodness, we
1: have a Doomsday Clock sighting. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, issue 9 from November of 2018. Uh, so it had already been moved to bi-monthly at this point and was solicited to come out November 18th, and it is now March 1. And this is going to come out on March 6th, in theory. And so that's a delay. Mm-hmm. I don't I wish I hope I can remember what was going on. I should probably stop reading it and just wait until the whole thing's collected and read it in one chunk, but um uh, that too far in now.
0: Really like the Evan Shaner Green Arrow fifty variant. Yeah, that's really nice. Another really good Derek Chu Harley Quinn. Sideways variant. Another really good one. Definitely pick that. Looks up. very
1: similar to the uh, other one. Yeah.
0: Very Japanese inspired. A lot of great B covers. Yeah. Check them out. And have you, did you read The Young Justice? I did. How's that going? I just read the first issue. I haven't read the second gotcha. one yet. And here we have the third. And a uh, a very cool Evan Shaner B cover. I like it. I really like that. Uh, kind of the classic style of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool.
0: Anything else in DC?
1: mm hmm
0: All right, let's head on down to Marvel. The other of the big two.
1: The biggest of
0: the big two. This is true.
1: Well, What's going on in Immortal Hulk? We should probably check in.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of the pulse of what's going on.
1: Yeah, we have Betsy Ross is going through a lot. She's having a family crisis. Betty Ross, not Betsy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, didn't make the flag. Uh, her employees <laughs> yeah. won't pick the phone. And at her door is the husband she thought was dead, but Bruce Banner hasn't come alone. He's brought the Immortal Hulk. Well, um, is is there a chance there's something that is an Alex Ross cover? Yeah. Uh, you probably ought to get this.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you really ought to. Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: All right, meet the Scrolls, number one, by Robbie Thompson. Okay, I have this weird sneaking suspicion they're going to sneak something interesting in this five issue run. Okay, I don't, I can't confirm. There's no reason I know this. I'm just thinking, classic Marvel. This is an under the radar title, and something's going to end up in there.
1: Now, um, we got low print run alert coming. We've got Ziggy Pig, Silly Seal Comics number one. <laughs> now it's a Frank Thierry book, oh. it's not it is not awesome in my book uh, art Jacob Chibot, uh covered by Nick Klein
0: Another uh, one not so 80 ha- years titles 80 years of books
1: yes I got a feeling no one's going to pick this this one up um, but bring something back. Uh, could it have a little Elmer Fudd Batman cachet to it? I don't know. Um, it, I, I've read all the others. I'll be reading this. Um, some, some work. Some don't. We'll see. We'll see how this one goes.
0: Star Wars: Vader Dark Visions, number one of five from Marvel, written by Dennis Hopeless uh, with Paolo. Villanelli and Greg Smallwood on the cover a who is Darth Vader he has been many things a Sith warrior a commander a destroyer Darth Vader is to many throughout the Gallic Empire a symbol of fear and mysterious otherworldly power but there are some who have seen the Dark Lord in a different light there are some corners of the galaxy so dark and desperate that even Vader can be a knight in shining armor. The first issue of a new Star Wars limited series written by Dennis Hopeless sheds new light on the many signs of the galaxy's greatest villain.
1: So what we're down to, we've got Star Wars is, is the, the flagship title, mm-hmm. as it should be. We're in issue 62. We've got Dr. Afra, which can't be long for this world. Mm-hmm. I don't think its sales are there. And then everything else has gone to one-off and five-issue miniseries, and no more ongoing uh, titles for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's probably the right call, right? Seems ones, of course. Yeah, Yeah. just keep the keep the flagship going, and um, just trot these other things out. Uh, from time to time to tie into whatever's coming up.
0: I like it. I think it's a good plan. We shall see, my brother. All right. Dynamite. Yeah. Uh,
1: what about Obey Me? The zero yeah. issue for Obey Me. Um, Mario Mint- Mintasti. With an Emmanuel ordaz Torres, yeah, I don't know this game. So, <laughs> oh, that's I, a game. Normally, my wheelhouse. Uh, I've missed this. So that's that means there's probably not going to be the um, demand for it if you don't know the game that it's based on. Um, correct. The reach. Of probably some not, of the other stuff probably not. It okay. doesn't have the uh, cash. The yes, yes, correct. So you're not saying bye, bye, bye. For Mark Russell fans, there's a Red sonya number two. Uh, hopefully, that first issue was good. I haven't read it yet. Yet another six million dollar man.
0: Alright, uh, anything and boom. Ronan Island. Oh, yeah, I read the solicit. I remember on the FOC. I kind of liked it. Greg, that's right, because Greg Pack. Yes, yeah, so definitely. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. your boy. All right, let's see what some of our smaller publishers have for us.
1: Um, there's probably a chance on the Blossom 666. That first one sold through really quick, so the second issue um, might also have some heat. It's got some co- cool covers. Um, Archie twisted uh, we story a there. There's so a possibility there. I can't remember what the first print looked like. I mean I think any specker worth his salt is going heavy on Fartnight number 1 with its explosive first issue ha huh, ha huh,
0: huh, huh. interesting oh keen spot you uh, you're looking for your niche
1: Uh, Mags Visaggio doing Morning in America. Uh, set in Ohio. I'm a sucker for Ohio-based comics, and so I'll be checking the out. the winner
0: for most obnoxious title to any comic book ever is Grant Morrison's 18 Days, Carnot Legends, Six Son, Number One. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know the eighteen days series or whatnot, so I will continue to not know the eighteen days. Yeah,
1: Uh, this book two for once our land, Um, once our land was a really hot book. The first volume, Um, and and blew up was a quick flip, and you could make a lot of money on it. Um, don't know if the book two will have the same magic probably not but it could catch some people under uh, unawares so that might be uh, might have a chance I
0: believe in either a pick of the week or an FOC I talked about Oberon number one from Aftershock by Ryan Perrot yep. um, the second issue is here if you are continuing that trend Yeah. All right. Do anything else? All right. This is part of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week. No. What's your book to run into your LCS this coming Wednesday? Make sure you grab up. Make sure you bag and board. Maybe even ship it off to CJC because it's going to be the next Immortal Hulk, seven, nine, eleven, fourteen, eighteen, and whatever else it is. Yeah. It's fourteen. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with that.
1: I'm gonna say, um, you know, we've been we've been uh, talking about this, but we haven't recommended Immortal Hulk. I don't think so. Get on the train. Get, get on, on the, train. the
0: train. Don't get off I'm going to recommend Hulk 14. Boom Studios, Ronan Island number one. Just for fun, it sounds like a good time. Um, I tend to really like when Greg Pak. Writes these kind of things, um, similar to when he was writing uh, a book that just completely spaced on, so never mind.
1: It's not the fun pick of the week, Midwest Kyle, it's the spec pick, girl, of, one, pick of the week. Number one, fourth
0: print. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, that's, I think that's a think one, too. They're not going to be doing any more prints. There you go. All right. I don't know. Which one will you allow
1: me to so go So which with? one are you going with? I'll allow you to do whatever you want. I'm just telling you, the listeners, they, no, they write to me. No, because you would say, absolutely Kyle, read that.
0: you <laughs> They to throw it right in my face. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Ronan so you're going to go Island, with uh, Ronan one.
1: Beach. What was it? You've mixed <laughs> Wizard close. Beach <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Which was one of my picks. <laughs> See?
0: Sometimes it's about it looked
1: fun. fun. <laughs> uh, that's
0: awesome. And I've got to All go right, dig I'm through good. a bunch of previews to prove you wrong on friggin' unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> we it's probably, probably still have my coffee. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you guys for tagging along with us through our sneak peek if you liked any of the other books we talked about this week and you think those would make a better pick of the week than whatever it is my brother picked or whatever it is that i picked feel free to drop us a line on twitter facebook instagram gmail send us an email all this stuff can be found at comics dot com be part of the podcast or if you agree with me and you'd like my brother to shut up send a word saying that as well <laughs>
1: no, no. So, you'll not, you'll, I will not read that on Drew the for Drew
0: and for myself see ya